I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is 7 News with Natalie Barr. Good morning. After months of devastating bushfires, our prayers for rain have been answered in a big way. A severe East Coast low is right now ripping through Queensland and New South Wales, causing widespread flooding and knocking out power to thousands. Evacuation orders have been issued during an extreme weather event unlike any we have seen in years. A soaked Sydney looking more like the lost city of Atlantis. Intense and persistent rain creating surging floodwaters, inundating homes and businesses and closing roads. Residents in nearly a dozen suburbs were ordered to evacuate, including at Narrabeen Lagoon and along the Georges River. Fierce winds also wreaked havoc, bringing down trees and knocking out power to thousands. The weather system likened to a Category 1 cyclone as winds of more than 110 kilometres an hour hit. Those winds combined with a king tide had Northern Beaches residents on edge. A summer of extremes putting a different set of highly skilled volunteers to the test. Many of the calls for help came from people not heeding warnings. No way, oh my God. Do not drive into swollen um, water areas across roadways. Roads could remain shut for days. A number of schools close today as they begin a major clean-up. But the deluge is falling where it's needed. Farms saw huge falls. Warragamba Dam is predicted to swell above 50% capacity for the first time since August. The water is also helping to douse flames with some blazes now extinguished. But there's a new threat for firegrounds with fears of landslips. At Katoomba in the Blue Mountains, earth fell away from rail tracks. And despite the incredible scenes already recorded, the worst could still be to come, with that system now tracking south. Rachel Sullivan, 7 News. Former tropical cyclone Damien has been downgraded after causing chaos on the West Australian coast. Destructive winds gusting at more than 200 kilometres an hour caused widespread damage in the Pilbara region, bringing down trees and power lines and tearing roofs off homes. The storm, which was the strongest to hit the area in 30 years, also brought torrential rain. The tropical low is still producing strong winds as it moves south. 
More than 800 people have now died from the coronavirus in China, surpassing the toll from the SARS epidemic. 774 people died due to SARS worldwide after the illness broke out in China in the early 2000s. Almost 40,000 people have been infected with the coronavirus, most of them around the centre of the outbreak in Wuhan. There have only been two confirmed deaths outside mainland China, with one in Hong Kong, another in the Philippines. Six more people on a cruise ship that has been quarantined for nearly a week in Japan have tested positive for the coronavirus. There are now more than 60 aboard the Diamond Princess with the virus, including Australians. A woman is under police guard in hospital after allegedly stabbing her housemate in a brutal attack in Melbourne's northwest. The 32-year-old temporary resident is accused of using a kitchen knife to stab her male housemate before confronting her property manager, Walter Wu. I said, put the knife down, put the knife down. But she said, no, he looked at me. I put the knife down. Then she walked toward me. What do you want? What do you want? The victim was rushed to hospital in a critical condition but has since improved and is now stable. The alleged attacker was arrested after being found wandering the streets covered in blood. Police have launched a manhunt after a home invasion in Sydney's northwest overnight. Officers were called to a house at Dundas Valley around 10.30pm after reports someone had broken in. It's unclear whether there were any injuries but police are searching for the offender. Queensland MP Lou O'Brien has quit the Nationals following Barnaby Joyce's failed attempt to take over the party's leadership. Political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra. Olivia, the Nationals still in turmoil. Yeah, now the fallout continues from last week's failed leadership coup against Michael McCormack with the Courier-Mail reporting that Queenslander Lou O'Brien has quit the Nationals party. Uh, we know he's a strident supporter of the failed leadership contender Barnaby Joyce, the member for Wide Bay, informing the Prime Minister overnight. Though this won't necessarily reduce Scott Morrison's majority. It's understood Lou O'Brien will still give the government supply uh, but won't sit in either the Liberal or National Party room. He could as well cross the floor on a number of bills as he has already been threatening to do, including uh, the National Anti-Corruption Commission. He's also voiced frustration on the use of uh, taxpayer money by the Nationals as well as travel entitlements. So a further headache for Leader Michael McCormack as he desperately tries to heal division within the party. Now, Olivia, thank you. Convicted drug smuggler Renee Lawrence has called for reduced prison sentences for the Bali Nine members who remain behind bars as Indonesia's president arrives in Canberra. Lawrence is the only member of the infamous group to be released from an Indonesian prison after they were caught trying to smuggle more than eight kilograms of heroin out of the country in 2005. I'm hoping that Pak Jokowi can give them a second chance, like the same that I got. President Wododo will address Australian Parliament today, making him the second Indonesian leader to do so. He's in the country after a new bilateral trade agreement was made between the two countries. 
Celebrity chef George Kalambaris's hospitality empire could soon appoint a voluntary administrator with creditors to meet today. Executives will outline a plan for the business after it was last year rocked by revelations. Staff were underpaid by almost $8 million. Kalambaris's business employs 500 people across 18 restaurants and it's understood the deal being tabled will see affected staff paid in full. The trial of former New South Wales Ministers Eddie O'Bead and Ian MacDonald will begin today. The Supreme Court trial of the two men and O'Bead's son Moses was due to start last year but has been delayed until now. The trio are accused of conspiring over the issuing of coal mining exploration licences on, on O'Bead family land in the Bailong Valley. More than $400,000 has been donated to two widows and their families who lost their firefighter husbands during the horror bushfire season. The incredible act of charity has overwhelmed the women as they try to rebuild their lives. They are three mothers united in grief and now support for each other. Jessica Hayes. Our kids are going to be looked after. Melissa O'Dwyer. Thank you very, very much for your love and support. Patricia Cassaniti. So we've decided to uh, donate as well to these beautiful ladies. Jessica and Melissa were overwhelmed by a Marconi Club charity fundraiser just for them last night. Their men, Jeff Keaton and Andrew O'Dwyer, were killed by a falling tree fighting the Balmoral Blaze the week before Christmas. It means a lot, like, just there's no stress of having to worry about a mortgage, putting the kids through school and stuff like that. Just everyday worries, like, hopefully to be able to help out with that. Patricia lost her son Christopher, killed by falling scaffolding at a building site last April. She started a foundation, Touched by Christopher, which normally helps those who've suffered loss on construction sites. When I started seeing all these firemen dying, um, and it's during work, I, I said we have to extend it to them as well. Last night, $400,000 was raised for the children, whose fathers wanted nothing more than to see them live out their dreams. I don't even think the words mean enough. I can't say enough how thankful we are. Samantha Brett, Seven News. The red carpet has been rolled out for Hollywood's Night of Nights. The Academy Awards, Australia's Oscar hopes, rest on Margot Robbie, who's nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Bombshell. Renee Zellweger is tipped to take home her second golden statue for her portrayal of Judy Garland in Judy. Joker leads this year's pack with 11 nominations, closely followed by World War I epic 1917, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and gangster drama The Irishman. A rogue soldier has gone on a deadly shooting spree in northeastern Thailand, killing 29 people. More than 50 others have also been wounded inside a busy shopping mall before the sergeant was shot dead in a gunfight with police. A city mourns for the victims of Thailand's worst mass shooting. Buddhist monks lead prayers for the dead and the wounded. Just hours earlier, these streets were in lockdown. As hundreds huddled inside the Terminal 21 shopping mall, security forces moved in. The sound of gunfire echoed. In total, 29 people were murdered, 57 others were injured. 
The man behind the rampage was Sergeant Jackrapanth Toma, in full combat gear and armed with assault rifles, captured here on security cameras. The rogue soldier even live-streamed his killing spree on Facebook, posting selfies mid-massacre. It took Facebook five hours to close his account. Police say the shooting began when the 32-year-old killed his commanding officer and two others at his military base near the northeastern city of Nakone Ratchasima, stealing weapons and driving a military vehicle through the city to the Terminal 21 mall. When he opened fire, terrified shoppers ran for their lives. Everyone ran, this shopkeeper said. People were falling down, pushing each other and trying to save themselves. Police and the military moved in and began clearing the seven-storey building floor by floor. The rogue gunman was eventually cornered and killed. Gina Trahan, Seven News. Gale force winds and heavy rain are causing chaos as a wild storm sweeps across the UK. There's widespread flooding across several countries with a severe warning for parts of England's north. Airlines have cancelled dozens of flights while rail passengers have been urged not to travel. Ferries have also been affected with all services suspended at Dover because of strong winds. More than 130,000 households across the UK have lost power. Iran's Revolutionary Guard has unveiled a new ballistic missile. Iranian state television showed two generals revealing the new Rad 500 missile in a secret location. It's reportedly made of a composite material instead of metal, making it much lighter. It's also powered by engines designed to put satellites into orbit, giving it a range of 500 kilometres. The Queen has asked Prince Harry and Meghan to join the rest of the royal family for the Commonwealth Service at London's Westminster Abbey next month. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex are expected to return to the UK with their son Archie for a final round of official engagements before settling into their new home in Canada. Last week, Meghan and Harry attended a US investment summit where the Prince spoke about dealing with the death of his mother, Princess Diana, and his decision to quit his role as a senior royal. Long before the coronavirus evacuees, Christmas Island was home to a Sri Lankan family in legal limbo. Seven News tracked them down after six months on the island during a rare visit outside the infamous detention centre, a family making a last-ditch effort to stay in Australia. Long before the coronavirus crisis came to Christmas Island, Nadez, Priya and their two little girls were already here, the only ones in detention. Even after the Wuhan evacuees are freed from quarantine, the family will still be locked up. All Australian support, good love. I thank you so much, all of you. Twice a week, flanked by guards, they're allowed to visit the island's rec centre. A rare chance for the girls to play with other children. There is no other case that I can think of with um, immigration detainees where a family has been detained with no other people. It's a very unusual circumstance. Nadez and Priya fled Sri Lanka's brutal civil war, arriving separately by boat in Australia where they met and married. Both girls were born in Australia. A federal court hearing next week will be their final chance to convince a judge they're genuine refugees and should be allowed to return to their home in Biloela in central Queensland. 
After years of fighting, their hopes now rest on whether two-year-old Tharnaka can apply for a protection visa. We think we have a strong argument to put forward. This is Phosphate Hill. It's one of three detention centres on the island and it's where the family has spent the past six months, all sharing the same room and sleeping in the same bed. They say it's like being in prison, but it's still better than being sent to Sri Lanka. On Christmas Island, Rob Scott, 7 News. Some of the biggest names in international cricket have come together to raise nearly $8 million for communities devastated by the bushfires. Brian Lara stole the show at the Bushfire Bash, the West Indian legend blasting 30 off 11, including two sixes before retiring. A match young New South Wales star Phoebe Litchfield will never forget. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, I'm still gobsmacked and it was just awesome. Well, I played boys cricket but never thought the greatest players in men's cricket I'd be like lining up against with them. The Ponting 11 defeated the Adam Gilchrist 11 by a run. Alyssa Healy's form slump has continued in the Aussie 16 run victory over England. Healy fell for just one, while Beth Mooney's half century ensured a modest total of seven for 132 at the Junction Oval. Needing a win to reach the final, the Aussies excelled with the ball and in the field. Rachel Haynes nearly took one of the catches of the entire summer. Oh, that would have been an absolute screamer. Australia meets India in the final on Wednesday. The Melbourne Demons have released the first episode of their Hell and Back documentary, which shows new fitness boss Darren Burgess pushing players to their limits. Ruckman Max Gorn is seen front and centre, but is now racing to be fit for round one after hurting his knee at training. I've done two ACLs, so um, anything that goes wrong on my knee, I get a little bit scared as well. Fair enough. Star Dockers defender Alex Pierce says he's on track to return early in the season from ankle surgery, but has ruled himself out of round one. He's been out since June last year. Frio are off to a flying start in their AFLW season with a 16-point victory over Geelong. Scores were level at three-quarter time, but Sabrina Duffy's fourth goal and a late major to Gemma Horton closed the 44-28 win. It's this time for Gemma Houghton, who seals it for the Dockers. St Kilda made its AFLW debut but were dominated by the Bulldogs going down 39-14 and Collingwood star Brianna Davies suffered a lower leg injury in their victory over West Coast. Collingwood is optimistic it's not serious though. Sydney Kings have wrapped up their NBL minor premiership without injured stars Andrew Bogut and Didi Lozada. Imports Jay Sean Tate and Casper Ware led the way against South East Melbourne. The finger roll finish for two to put the Kings back on top. The Kings snuck home with a 99-96 victory in extra time. The Phoenix had a shot on the buzzer to force double OT, but it didn't drop. Our Aussie women's basketball team are off to the Tokyo Olympics after defeating Brazil by 14 points at their qualifying tournament in France. It was a must-win for the Opals, and as the clock wound down, there were tears and then high fives as they realised they were off to this year's Games. Bookie tickets, girls. You're heading to Tokyo 2020. Australia qualifies. Go, girls. The Opals are ranked number two in the world behind the USA.
Taking a look at the weather right around the country, ex-tropical cyclone Damien will bring heavy rain and strong winds over parts of WA. Troughs across Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania, along with gusty, moist onshore winds, will cause areas of rain and storms. Looking at the capitals today, showers in Brisbane and Sydney, a possible storm and heavy falls in Canberra. Humid with showers in Melbourne, 26. Rain at times in Hobart. Sunny in Adelaide, 30 for you. Sunny in Perth today, 34. And a possible shower or storm in Darwin, 33 degrees. And that is Seven's early news for this Monday, the 10th of February. I'm Natalie Barr. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.